0: Hey everyone, back again. Today I'm going to talk to you about probably one of the most famous debates in all of history That is the debate between Socrates and Thrasymachus Thrasymachus from book one of Plato's Republic. Now before jumping into it, hi, I'm David I explain philosophical concepts and ideas and ways to make them accessible to you. So if you're new here, you can subscribe See videos are released every week, sometimes twice a week You can follow me on other platforms. Links for all such things in the description You can help me out monetarily via Patreon or PayPal best way to help is just like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, who knows, they might love it. Let's now just jump into the debate between Socrates and Thrasymachus in book one of Plato's Republic. So how I'm going to do this is I'm going to present Thrasymachus' view, then Socrates' view, and you have to tell me whose side you're on. You might be on neither side. I'm kind of on neither side. but. Some of you might have good arguments for either one. I'd love to hear about them. There are problems with both, their merit, the merits of both. Yeah, just lay it all out in the comments. Now Thrasymachus is a sophist, and if you know anything about the Greeks, the sophists were viewed as being these people who preferred to persuade, to convince, not with truth, not with reason, but just with persuasion and trickery. And so the Greeks, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle did not view the sophists very highly. Now, whether or not this is totally relevant, I'll leave that up to you. The debate begins when Thrasymachus enters the scene and pretty much starts shouting at Socrates that Socrates is totally wrong about what he understands about justice in his life and everything he knows is essentially wrong. And Thrasymachus says that justice is not something That is pure or good in itself. Instead, justice is simply whatever people in power, specifically political power, deem is just. And so therefore, justice is not a good in itself. Instead, what is good in itself for Thrasymachus is power, the drive for power. Justice for Thrasymachus is just what the meek, the weak, the subjects of political power subscribe to because they're told to. They're told that to be virtuous is to follow orders, which Thrasymachus thinks is totally incorrect. And that instead, people can act unjust in the eyes of power and be very happy, be very successful, they can do anything that they want really. And these are the people who then become the stronger, who then become the best, and that justice is not something they strove for in themselves, but they just struggled for their own power. So really, in short, for Thrasymachus, might makes right. Whoever is in power gets to decide what is right, what is wrong. There's nothing more to justice besides that. To go any further or to suggest otherwise is to submit to a certain idea of injustice that has been imposed upon people to control them, to make them happy in being obedient political subjects, not actually struggling for their own power or struggling for their own benefit. Now, Socrates doesn't buy this at all. Socrates instead thinks, in short, that justice is a good in itself and that people do not just act according to justice or for justice for something else because justice makes us virtuous and to be virtuous makes us happy as humans. Now in order to make this case Socrates goes through each of Thrasymachus's arguments one by one and really dismantles them or demonstrates the limits of them. And we, you know, come on, this whole debate was set up by Plato, or at least written, recounted by Plato, so clearly it's going to be one-sided. This is meant to make Socrates look very good. And it is totally apparent now because many of Socrates' arguments aren't that strong. But in any case, they're super interesting. So Socrates begins by saying that the rulers of any society those with political power do not always act according to their best interest. Where if we accept Thrasymachus' argument that the people in power set up what is true, what is good, what is just, then it would follow that everything would align with them. Everyone would just fall in line with what they're saying. But historically that hasn't been the case. There have been many laws, there have been many rulers who set up laws Who have met great resistance from the people where people have said no in fact these laws are unjust for example enslavement in the united states or any example of any other or any rulers throughout history who have been put to death or challenged by their subjects so clearly as humans We are not just guided by whoever's telling us what is true, what is good, what is just in terms of whoever has power. Instead, we are guided by a drive towards what is just, to true justice, which Socrates, after having now established that people do not just follow the rules, if they believe those rules unjust, in their eyes, people have the ability to do things according to what they believe is right and what they believe is wrong, or to challenge those things that are wrong. Now, the second point that Socrates really focuses on is that Thrasymachus believes that rulers only work for themselves, that justice is in the interest of the stronger who only do things for themselves. And Socrates responds to this by saying, or asking, Do musicians only make music for themselves, or do carpenters only build things for themselves, or do physicians only do medical practice for themselves? And clearly the answer is no. Nobody does any of these tasks just because they're doing it for themselves. Even if they're being paid for it, then they do anything else. Like, Why is the carpenter a carpenter and not something else? Or the musician a musician and not something else. They must have been driven to that for some reason beyond just the immediate benefit that it affords them in terms of earning money. So Socrates uses this point to say that rulers are no different. Rulers do not simply act according to their own benefit. They have others in mind, much like how the musician doesn't make music for themselves but make music makes music for others, and the physician doesn't practice medicine for themselves but to help others, so too would the most just rulers act according to and for the benefit also of their subjects, of the people that they are ruling. Now he uses all of these examples of just common everyday jobs and tasks alongside the less everyday task of being like a political ruler and he uses these to say that people do things in the world. People do things with a drive to do them well. Every single moment of your life, you wake up in the morning and you strive to do whatever it is you're doing, and you strive to do it well, you know, we are alienated under certain economic conditions, we work long hours, can barely afford rent. How much of Socrates' ideas flies out the window when we start to consider the horrors of uh, late-stage capitalism? Who knows? But He believes that people get up and perform tasks to the best of their ability. And if somebody was truly unjust for Socrates, if someone was truly acting not according to a logical principle of accomplishing a task with the best ability that they can, then they would be able to get nothing done at all. So anyone who performs a task or job or anything for Socrates does so with the aim Of being better than somebody who has not put effort into that task. People strive to do their task like others who have been acknowledged and accepted for completing those tasks. And so therefore people who act in accordance with their natural rhythms, with their drives, do so and become intelligent within that more so than anyone else. Now by contrast Socrates makes it clear that someone who is ignorant might think that they're good at something but actually are not. doesn't mean that just because they thought themselves to be good at it it makes it any different but they view themselves to be and they are then branded as being ignorant or seen as being ignorant or being unwise. Whereas the person who performs the task well is acknowledged as being wise and intelligent. Now, in terms of the state, the best state you'd want run by the best rulers, but those rulers would view themselves as being the best because if they were in a situation where they saw themselves as being no better than anyone else, they would have no stake to actually claim that they should be in a position of power. And so the best state will organize itself in an ordered way with those who are the most proficient taking up the mantle, occupying the highest positions, occupying the most prominent decision-making positions. An unjust state, by contrast, would be one where everyone thought that they were superior to everybody else, nobody acknowledged that anyone had any specific aptitudes to best perform the tasks of that state like people who do carpentry well people who do music well people who do political stuff well and an unjust state would be total chaos where people are just throwing mud at one another in a total state of war not able to agree upon anything nor able to actually set up an ordered society that permits people to act according to their nature or, to introduce a new important term, according to their soul. And so at the core of Socrates' belief is the idea that every single person has a kind of destiny according to their nature. Every single part of us is driven in a certain way and this coheres with and it adapts to our soul and what our soul expects of us and pushes us towards. And when somebody acts according to their their soul, their nature, then they are acting justly. Similarly, the eye or anyone's eye is seeing well when it is seeing. It is doing its job. The soul is well when it is acting justly. And so this is the condition for happiness for Socrates, where justice is a good in itself in that it means someone is acting according to their own nature in line with their soul and those people who are unjust who are unwise are acting against their own nature against their own interests in a sense and therefore will just be in total chaos with themselves they will harm themselves or not be able to actually act according to themselves but none of this is truly happening in isolation for Socrates, all of the examples provided, the carpenter, the musician, the physician, the ruler, these are all jobs, tasks, these are all duties that imply relationships, that imply connections with others. To be the best musician means that there are listeners out there taking on that role of listeners. There are subjects that take on the role of subjects. So none of this really comes down simply to people acting according purely to their own interest, but they exist best in their soul if they are doing what they want that is best for them or their own soul, but in a setting that encourages that, in a just setting and a just society that is organized with the best people to encourage and to allow the best to do their crafts And so to maximize essentially everybody's happiness in that Society and that is the true benefit of justice and being just for Socrates and not just For the interest of the stronger and yeah, that's essentially the debate in a nutshell There's some other things like if there's anything you think is totally important I should have mentioned put it in the comments and I can pin it and then we can all see it and add to already all of your vast knowledge. But yeah, tell me whose side are you on? Do you agree with either? I mean, Socrates makes a big leap. He's like the soul, you need the soul to live. You have to adhere to the soul to live happy. Like, what is the soul really? Do people just have a natural disposition to certain tasks and jobs, really? Like, how is this just a justification for hierarchies, for inequalities in society? It might be. Is Thrasymachus actually right, that there is no such thing called justice or good in itself, and that it really just comes down to whoever's in power determining what is right and what is wrong? Anyways, let me know whose side you're on, I'd love to hear it, and on that note,